I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. And today we have a couple of topics. We're going to talk about first, improving land due diligence. We've got the six A's already. We have added, formally added, the seventh and eighth A. It so, feels kind of weird. It does. I agree. It's, uh, But I promise it's good. Do you know, as we're working on new content for 2024, I'm here. Hey, spoiler alert. This isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been dropping nuggets um, in our community about stuff coming in 2024. And one of the reasons you're in our community and you're listening right now is because of our experience and who we are, the number of deals we've done and how we can watch. We know the trends. We lived the trends. We can spot things that are coming and we can adjust and we can come up with things that are going to help you that nobody else has or knows about because you don't have it unless I have to poke, unless you have this. This is called gray hair. Mine, you'll never hopefully see my gray hair if I do this right. <laughs> I've got enough for both of us. There we go. We'll show his gray hair. Mine, you won't see, but trust me, it's there. You want experience. That's it. But my my point today was the seventh and the eighth, they are not really the whole, oh, 2024 new content. No. No, we got some stuff that is really important to uh, professional land investors like adjusting, you. We're adjusting and with us. the business. Mm-hmm. And, and then a little bit later in the show, we'll talk about the truth about the actual real amount of money that you can make in the land business. Mm-hmm. It's not a billion dollars and it's not 13 cents. It's somewhere mm-hmm. very healthily in the middle. <laughs> Each week on the show, we answer uh, questions from the Land Academy member Discord forum, and we review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. We take a deep dive into the two land-related topics by popular request, like I just mentioned. If you want a sneak peek on our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. All right. So let's see. Greg wrote... Um, I just closed on my first unintentional wholesale. I'm waiting to see, let me see if it tells him what he means by wholesale here because there's two meanings. I sent out a photographer during the due diligence period and he stirred up the neighbor uh, accessing the property via right of way through the neighbor's land. Oh, we started with the neighbor by accessing the property via the right of way, which was on the neighbor's property. Got it. The neighbor suggested a double close and then made an offer to buy it right from me. Like, let's just do it, I'll give you this. I would have liked to have gotten more for it, but heck, since I didn't put any money down at all, I didn't put any money into it, we just did it all at one time, I'll take the proceeds with a check for $16,000. Let me paraphrase what happened here, which I I think is really, really healthy. Greg puts the property under contract for, let's say, I'm I'm just gonna use round numbers, uh, $10,000. And it's in escrow, he orders a a photographer to go out there because he's prepping to sell it on Mm -hmm. the sell side. Or maybe the real estate agent that he has, but probably not. He probably just got a photographer. Mm -hmm. Photographer goes out there. The neighbor says, what the heck are you doing? Oh, yeah, well, I'm uh, taking pictures of this property. Here's the guy that hired me to take the pictures. His name's Craig. Hands the phone number to the the, um, neighbor neighbor, and the neighbor calls him and says, are you kidding? For $26,000, I'll write you a check right now. So now Greg doesn't have to write the $10,000 check at all. He just transfers the uh, transaction in escrow Mm -hmm. to the new buyer 
which is the neighbor, and then collects the, the difference between ten and twenty six thousand dollars, I guess. Yeah, that's sixteen grand. Right. right out of escrow. So yeah. Yeah. In or out of escrow. Uh-huh. There are some people that make this their business. It's called wholesaling. Incorrectly labeled as wholesaling, but that's what it's called. Right. And it's very appealing. There's a lot of pros and cons to this. I don't like it at all. I, I would rather control the transaction because maybe the property is worth a lot more. Here's the cr- crazy thing. Like, cause that neighbor could have easily not called Greg and just called the seller directly, called the owner of the other property directly and said, what's going on? You know, I'll buy it from you for that price. You have no control. Five grand. You no know, control kind of over thing. the deal. Yeah. They could have gone around you. So this had a happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have people in career path that this is their, this is how they conduct business. Um, nationwide and if you have 400 deals going on at any given time and you're closing 10 percent, 10 or 20 or 30 percent of them it's a real good uh, living work. it's just there's a lot of uh there's there's this is very much frowned upon and i don't believe this business model is going to be around forever there's a lot of trickery and dishonesty just by the property well just things can go wrong it's not even like it's not, not, not I'm going to say not everyone, it's not that everyone's not being truthful or trying to trick someone. It's just that too many things can go wrong. That That's it. If yeah. you believe in the property, buy it. If you don't, don't. Don't yep. waste your time. And if you believe in the property and you don't have the money, come to me. I do. Show me why it's great. And if it is great, I got the money. We'll do it together. And then no, we don't have to worry about any of this. So... But I love that question. That was a good story and a good happy ending. And it was like, he didn't, I didn't mean to do it, but I'm not going to, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth. That's I'm going to take the money and go like, that worked out great. This exact thing has happened to Jill and I several sure. times in our career. Yeah. And you, and we've always said yes. Mm-hmm. I don't seek it out, but it happens. And I've been the person doing that. We've had deals come our way like, you know, I don't really want to deal this fund, this property. I kind of want this property. I don't know when I'm going to do with it yet, but I'll just pay you and then I'll take the deal. They're like... Sure, done. <laughs> it's good. Today's first topic, improving land due diligence with the seventh and the eighth A's. There's no way we can talk about this without first talking about what the A's are, one through six. This is a methodology that I came up with a lot of years ago about assessing a property. And so you want to uniformly assess all the properties that you're looking at. If you're looking at five deals all at once, you want to kind of say, let's put them in, into a, a box and judge them equally each property uh, along the same scenarios. And so I came up with the six A's. Can I, can I, can I go back and go, there were really a four. Yeah. When you, let me, I want to give a little more of the history. So yeah, what is this? Like Jack just said, when you're doing your due diligence and you're looking at all these properties, what's important? So Jack taught me there were four A's in the beginning. This is what you need to make sure they have. If they have all four A's, then move forward. Access. Um, the original four. The re- these are the original four because I want to talk about this because this is really kind of cool. This is what I learned. So back then, access, it was either, and it was really back then, do I have legal or physical? Back then, I take I take either. Now I want both <laughs> kind of thing. It's a whole different thing. But, you know, if I couldn't see, at least I could see a road kind of thing. So that's access. Um, acreage. And back then, the bigger the better. That was... You know, what was our thoughts? Now it's really depends on what I mailed for. So access, acreage, affordable, doesn't money work. That sure makes a difference, duh. And then 
um, attributes. attributes, like what's around there. And it was not just uh, seeing the ranches nearby and what's possible, but is there something special about it? It's got a creek. Is it near Vegas or fill in the blank? What's is it something? land that's being farmed? Is there uh, an old barn on it? Is there a water feature running through the back? Yeah. Anything that makes it not just a regular piece of land with no attributes. Yeah. And so for years, we went on with our four A's. And then I I popped up with the one that like, this is slowing me down. So I came up with five and you came up with six, seven, and eight. Do you want me to add number five? Sure. Okay, I'll add number five and I'll let him do the six, seven, eight. So I came along and I said, oh, I got an A that will kill every deal. If it's not, if it doesn't work. And he's like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's alive. So if the people on the deed are not uh, walking around this planet and alive, it may kill your deal. That you know, depending on, is there a probate issue? You understand where I'm going here. If there's some legalities that... I can't easily transfer the property, needs to do probate, or we don't know where this cousin is, or fill in the blank kind of thing. Not everyone on the deeds here and able to sign, that will kill it. So that was number five for me. And then you did six, seven, and eight. So Alive, back to Alive just for one second. This is uh, really significant. If you're heavily into the land business or uh, any type of real estate business, you, you know that the person that owns the property who's on the deed or signs for the entity that owns it a trust or an LLC they need to be alive if it's not impossible to get the deal done what it's going to do is dramatically slow it down and what happens is money too what happens is whoever's thinks they're in control of the deal they are alive but they might be the heirs to the person on the deed true they believe they what they believe is probably not true True. And so they're very frustrated by the time they get to you about, why can't I just get this deal done and get some money out of it? Right. There's been three people before you. I, and they, didn't, they weren't willing to go through the stuff. So there's a huge opportunity for you to solve the alive piece. And it's very state specific. Some states make it easy. Some states don't. Alive matters. And your first choice is Sally Smith is on the deed. And, and you're looking at it. She's the owner. And, and you're, you're talking, talking to, to her. <laughs> exactly. That's alive. Yep. Number six is adjacent. What's immediately adjacent are all of us theoretically think there's just four other, there's four adjacent properties to every property, all four sides. If all four properties are single family residences in the, the sale price range between $300,000 and $325,000, you can pretty well guarantee that that's gonna be the, the the use for that property. And so now it makes it easy. Every pro, all these prop, this $325,000, a house is gonna go on this property, all the adjacent, it, it fits. I can pay 10 to 15% uh, wholesale pricing or acquisition pricing for that property, which ends up being about 30 grand. If you're staring at a purchase agreement at $60,000, this all can happen in 13 seconds. It's just too high. It has to be around 10% of the value of that house. And adjacent's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Adjacent actually changed how we buy property. What you don't want to see with adjacent is here's a piece of property, it's got all the other A's, and there's nothing there. Right. I mean, it is in a, in a very, very rural area of, let's say, like Wisconsin or Arizona, and there's not, it's just nothing but land there and no real traffic counts and all of that. I'm not saying it's valueless. And I'm not saying you can't flip that because I we have flipped lots of property like this. It has to be so cheap it, that 
whatever you're about to sell it for on the other side of the deal, you're forcing people to buy it because it's so cheap. That's the thought they're having in their head. Yeah, I don't like the property very much, but it's you know 10% of what all these other properties have sold for over the last few years. Recently, Jill and I, um, somewhat out of frustration, came up with the seventh and the eighth A due diligence. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with the property itself. In fact, it doesn't. It has to do with the person, <laughs> meaning you, who's buying the property or thinking about buying the property. The uh, seventh A is afraid. So as a percentage, are you afraid to do the deal? Because I'll tell you, we only do deals, Joe and I, at this point in our career. And I'm not suggesting that you do this, but this is where we are in our career, where we're not afraid at all. Mm. Where we're looking at the deal saying, you know, what am I doing wrong? This is the greatest deal I've ever seen. And we need to buy this fast. Mm -hmm. We need to get control of this property and then throw up a great posting on the internet with the real estate agent that Jill chooses and, and really make some money on it. We're 0% afraid on those deals. For you landladies like me, that means your stomach is not doing knots kind of thing. Does your thing. stomach do knots? Sure. That's how you, that's the easiest way for me to tell. I'm like, mmm, something's not right here. Or you just, you just have that spidey sense that oh. this, hmm, I'm not sure about this. You know, comps are all over the place. This could be on the wrong side of the tracks. Something I'm getting, I talked to a couple brokers and... Two are really low and one's really high. I'm trying to figure out who's right, who's not right here. You know, you're just not feeling it. That's afraid. You need to have confidence. If you're 50% of the afraid of the deal, you have to ask yourself why. Why yeah. do I like this deal only half? Right. Well, I like the adjacent. I like the access. I like all, it's a big property. I love the acreage, but I'm not sure about the price. So I'm a little bit afraid. If this deal was priced at twenty thousand instead of fifty thousand, then I would be zero percent afraid. You there's, I, there's your answer. So you know what a lot of people do? They come up with afraid. You know what they're afraid of? Not doing a deal. They're like, well, this is the best one I've got, so I'm gonna do this one, which is the wrong answer too, by the way. Well, that tips taps into the eighth day, uh-huh, which is abundance. If you send a mailer out and at the end of the mailer or at the point in the mailer where you think it's kind of run its course, or at least it's first the first phase of its course. And you're looking at two deals. The seller said, yep, I want to sell. One person signed it for the number that you sent it out. And one person came back and said, yeah, not for 14,000, but 20. I'll take 20,000. And so now you have two deals to look at. That's not abundance. <laughs> you want 10, 20, 20. deals mm -hmm. where you're staring at this saying, of these 20 deals that came back on this mailer, I'm going to pick the best two where I have 0% afraid. Well, how much mail is that, Jack? I don't know. And that's the real question, I'll tell isn't you it? what it isn't. 100, <laughs> 1,000, maybe even 2,000. That's not enough, you guys. You need to send some mail, especially yeah. not sub 1,000. Well, and it needs to be priced right. Yeah. And you go through Land Academy, all the steps, True. the critical steps, to make sure that you your mailer or your series of mailers, better yet, yeah, is creating an abundance of acquisition opportunities so you can get to 0% afraid. And you're not wasting time and money guessing. We see a lot of people who are new in this business, Jill and I. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they fight this. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I listened to all the podcasts. I got it. You need it to have abundance (laughs) for this to really, truly, for you to soak some real wealth out of it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to look, stare at two deals and then start to have thoughts like, well, I can forget. I can forego access. Everything else I love about the deal. So what if I can't get there? And so now you're you're <laughs> making these two deals work somehow, or one of the two deals, instead of looking at 20 and saying, oh my, it's so clear mm-hmm. to me that these 20 over here really work. So, well, what's the, what's the trick? What's the trick to getting abundance? It's, uh, it's, there's three main components to getting where you clearly have abundance. Number one, you know how to do a mailer and you know how to price it. Number two, and I can't express this enough, the person that's answering the phone or doing the deal, in this case, it's Jill, you have a tremendous amount of confidence in that person, maybe it's you, hopefully it's, in my case, it's not me, in most cases, it's you, that you can convert and create real estate deals, because no matter how many mailers you send out, you're gonna get some response. Mm -hmm. It's your job to convert that response into a real estate deal. Some of it's gonna be liquid anger. Some of it's going to be sign it and send it back. And so that's very critical. The third part is the mailer's got to be big enough because you can't, if you send out 150 mailers, you will not get abundance. Mm-hmm. You will start convincing yourself to do a deal and you don't want that. Correct. This really is, uh, there's a lot of moving parts to this, but it's crazy profitable. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from one of our weekly Thursday member webinars. Uh, would you do steal Kalaska County, Michigan? Well, this is going to be good. Um, everyone's alive, five acres at the end of a cul-de-sac. I love that you put the attributes. Eh. Uh, adjacent, yes. Affordable, yes. Proposed cash price. Nineteen thousand nine hundred bucks. Wow. Huh. Okay. Hold, please. It's five acres. Oh, I thought it was bigger than five acres. Great. Okay. Great posting. Yeah. So Jill and I were just here. What is with the access access again? This is Traverse City. Yeah. We we're just here, all in this area. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Oh, at the end of the cul-de-sac. So mm-hmm. that's not. Is that public? Hopefully, it's not. There's no gate to check. Yeah. Oh no, this is great. Excellent. Oh, it has an address. Huh. Why did they get an address for it? She says it was on the MLS a while ago. That's why there was an Okay, that makes me think that. So, so. let's look at that first. Okay, cool. Oh, man. I'm going to defer to uh, Jill and Brandon on this. I'm not going to buy it at 19 when they couldn't yeah. sell it at 19. Yep. I'll yes. buy it for five. Yep. And I will personally, I like it for five. This is where our P- oh, 9,500 is accepted offer. Oh. Mm, darn it. Hmm. Oh, thinks we could sell it for nine. Oh, she wants it. Well, well they tried they it. Couldn't. They tried at 20. And we're in a shoot a less desirable market than it was bet when it was listed. And the other thing too is five. is uh there's a huge disparity because we were there and I was studying this market. There's a substantial disparity in northern Michigan between the price of land and the price of finished houses. Usually mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, you can make sense of it. And so I'm not sure why. Let's look at I'm gonna look at uh let's look at what's available around there. Yeah, this is what I mean. So she could buy this for a 10 grand mm-hmm. and there are two houses north of it has this estimate of 225. So that would tell you that it's safe to pay, to pay $20,000, uh, but I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't because we just drove there and there's so much land mm-hmm. available. And I'll tell you, my sister is like, we couldn't go anywhere in the town of Traverse City without, my sister's a celebrity real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until we got there how 
how serious it was. Like we talked about real estate a lot while we were there. And she said, land, it just is hard to buy. Uh, it's hard to make sense of it from a money standpoint. Um, she certainly won't take any land listings because it, it's not worth her time. And uh, and this kind of just notes it. Like I I don't I just think there's so much there's so much dirt here, and everybody, including me, wants to be right on a lake, mm -hmm. and you can still get cheap property because there's just nothing but lakes around here. So I wouldn't. That's would you buy it for five? There's a ton of county roads all over that part of uh, Michigan too. And this doesn't have the greatest access. It's got that little cul-de-sac end thing. I think you'd be setting yourself up some for trouble. For yeah. five grand, I'd let it ride, and the right person was going to go, "Yay, this is great!" And you're, yeah. but it might take eighteen months. Yeah. Or even the neighbor might buy it for ten or something. Exactly. Totally agree. Hey, the end of the year is coming up. Yeah. What does that mean for us? Well, Land Academy is closed right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but there's a wait list. Look how happy she is. I know. Well, you know, it's uh, we have a really amazing elite group of people doing amazing deals, not just learning. It's not it's they're doing the deals and I we need to give them the attention and the focus and the help that they deserve. And and in order to do that, I have to limit capacity. Yeah. So um, that's it. And it's closed right now. Can you find out more? Yes. Can you talk to someone on my team about it? Sure. Is there a wait list? If you're like, I already know. Can I just get in the queue for when you guys reopen? Yes. Go to landacademy.com. See the join uh, menu at the top. And uh, we'll get you, you can at least get your questions answered and get on the wait list. And we'll let you know when it opens back up. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord channel. Again, if you want a sneak peek, please go to landacademy.com. It's free. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Aaron, is this right, Aaron? Okay, Aaron wrote, I'm used to old mobile homes, but would you hesitate to buy a property with an old one like this? Four acres on a lake, just the lot is worth a minimum of 100, or excuse me, worth a minimum of $80,000 cleaned up i don't know what that means it means there's structures on it and stuff okay like you have to does 80 000, does you it have mean to, uh, you know when you say cleaned up aaron i'm like are you gonna landscape it what are you gonna do <laughs> you have to um sort of braille your way yeah. through these questions i kind of want to know what it's <clears throat> going to be not cleaned up because that's usually how i roll so what he means is there's structures and a bunch of crap on there like and, old cars. And it's oh, worth $80,000 All right. if, I, if it's all removed. Okay. He's getting it for $8,000, but here's what it has. A 120-year-old brick house, and there's a lot of crap on the property. House is a wreck. Looks expensive to remove to me. Still, this should be a no-brainer, right? Oh, and yes, it's snowed already. Okay. So These wherever this is, good. like it's going to be a problem. These are good problems to have, and about 20 people replied to this in our group. I would totally, based on what I'm reading right now, I'd buy it. I wouldn't, I would not have even written this in Discord. I would <laughs> and have been bought already it so bought fast. It. <laughs> and that's what every other uh, Land Academy member in Discord said. And yeah. really experienced ones too. For eight grand, and see what should, happens. And you should see the structures. They're, it's nice. They're, they're not, this isn't a bombed out mobile home. This yeah. is like an old school. 
it's what he needs to know too. Don't cl- don't move things. It all gets a wreck. Expensive to remove. I mean, all this stuff is don't leave it alone. Yep. Leave it. Make it look as good as you can on your photos and the blue sky and all that good stuff. Because someone's gonna come along and probably they just might use it in its current can you know use it and make it better kind of thing. Not not move it, but at least give them the option. It's the exactly uh, the exact opposite of what's been drilled into our brains. Yeah. About on H- on HGTV. True. Make it look pretty. Stay it's worth good. more. Yeah. That is not the case with land. There's few exceptions. There's a couple exceptions where you need to do a clearing to get to some beautiful water feature in the back. I understand that. Leave all the crap there. The type of people that buy vacant land. Picture a guy with a beard. Probably has a gun collection. And in most cases, not info lots, but lots like this. They lo- they wait for this to come on the market. Yeah. They revel in it. It really creates a lot of value. Totally. Today's second topic, the truth about re- the real amount of money to be made in the land business. This topic came from uh, a recent, Jill and I teach a class called Career Path, which is kind of a high-end class for people who are, want to get to the next level and make this their career, or they already are making it the career, they want to make more money. And this came about because we were looking at the bell curve and, and performance, financial performance in this industry. And I, I want to be really clear about this because I think there's a lot of misinformation, mostly from uh, people that have, for whatever reason, think they know a lot about buying and selling land online and they're ready to teach, you know, they're ready to teach you, the unsuspecting person, uh, which they, and they have no real experience. And so I'm telling you, you are not going to get a Ferrari hmm. by buying and selling land the first few years that you do it. You're not going to ever make a billion dollars buying and selling land. That's that, and this is not a side hustle. There's nothing side business about this in general, and it's not anything that you can do with any serious amount of part timeness and get ser- and and really make some money. This is something you need to make a commitment to. You need to be into it. Like we're land people, you know. We have an RV. We every time every time we have any amount of time off. We dust that thing off and go out and look at land and we play on the land and, and all of that. And the people that make real money have that type of personality. So here's the deal. If you send out 10,000 letters a month, it's going to cost you about five grand to do that ish between postage and everything else. So now you got 10,000 units going out, 120,000 units a year. You should be able to buy one to three properties that are are 0% afraid properties every month. And you should be able to make between 50 and let's say 100 grand a property. So let's say you do one deal a month and you send out 10,000 units, maybe 15,000 just to be safe. You make $50,000 on that net, 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 and you do 12 deals that year. That's six. That's 600 grand. That is a perfect amount of money. Perfect, realistic, top of the bell curve amount of money that I think you can um, budget for. Mm-hmm. If you're crazy enough about it, you're, you know, people, some of the people in career path make 10 times that many, many of mm-hmm. them because they're organized and they understand staffing. Most of them have already owned a business. So some of the, just the basic business stuff, they learn about the land business from us, but the basic business stuff, they learn that 
you know, owning a restaurant or owning a metal stamping company or a chain of convenience stores. And so that's very realistic. I, and I don't, are you gonna make a hundred million dollars doing this? I think it's possible, mm-hmm. but that's not the land academy model. If you wanna make a hundred million dollars buying and selling land, this is probably a good place for you to start. Hmm. But we don't, because we've looked at, we just looked at it. But deal. there's nobody above us. Well, yeah, there's Hold no, on a moment. Well, listen, here's <laughs> how you, if you want to make a hundred million dollars. We at, are the top. I'm like, we're the top of the. If you want to make a hundred million dollars, yeah. if you brought a deal to us, somebody just did, brought a deal that's $12 million and they sell it for 20 and we said, no, that's just not what we want. Well, wait, 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 but let's cut to, let's be honest for real though. There is no other person like us out there doing deals as big as we I'm are. not cutting us down here. Okay. That's what I wanted to make sure everybody understood that this is the end. The, the way that you would make that kind of You can make it money, bigger is if you got a junior acquisition position at a company like Toll Brothers and you work 10 years under somebody who, you know, this is never, this is a pipe dream, work 10 years making a, a remedial salary, learning about how to buy farmland and converting it to subdivisions. And so you can do there. We but have we members. have people in our group. Yeah. Just hold on a second, okay. Joe, all right? All right. I mean, you're really pushing back on this, well, and I don't you know, know why. Because I feel like you're you're saying this is not the place, but this is the place. Here's my here's my okay. point. Maybe Jill won't push back on this. We'll see. I, we'll see. You follow along with me, and we'll see together. Making half a million dollars a year, working four to eight hours a, uh, a week is very, very realistic if your mm-hmm. heart and soul's in it. If you want to make more than that, it's totally possible and feasible, and you're going to tick yourself up onto the right end of the bell curve and take it as far as you want. Are you going to end up in a jet flying around the country? Maybe, but that's not the Land Academy model. That's for the people that get to the tip end of the bell curve and see some other crazy thing in this that we haven't seen. I'm tired of pie in the sky. If you concentrate okay. on I heard making you. $10 million your first year, you'll never get that first deal done. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. If you concentrate on sending 10 to 15,000 mailers out intelligently, answering the phone right, the mechanics of this business, you can expect to make up to, let's say your first year, half a million bucks. And then you can start to make some intelligent adult-like decisions mm-hmm. about rolling money back into the business, going into a different state, and just, I, I want to There's re, I want to bring serious reality in this I business. Understand. In the past, we've had people uh, come in, send a lot of mail out, don't th- go through the real, it doesn't happen now, because we have a really good group of people right now, mm-hmm. come and, and understand, say, look around and say, this, I'm, this is not working, where's my Ferrari? I understand. I, you're just trying to differentiate us from other stuff and make sure everybody's getting the right point. This yeah. is not to come in and have a Rolex and a Ferrari. That's like not this group. Right. I guess that's it too. You're trying to quickly say, we're here to put our heads down, work hard and make a dough, like real good, consistent. Um, and then you can dial it up and dial it back to whatever you want. Do we have people in here making crazy money? Yeah. You know, we do. It's not a hundred million dollars, but um, but a year. A year. Thank you, but I mean, look, the framework. You need to you need to understand it's you, 
and what's possible. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm never going to put a cap on anybody's limit, but I will say, I understand, please don't come in thinking that you're going to be that guy. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, we're not, this isn't the lottery. You sound very pessimistic today is where I'm going with this. Well, we're not on the same page about what this means, you and I. Okay. Well, then we'll, trying to be... we'll use later today off camera to get on the same page. How's that? Realist, I want you to be realistic yeah. and shoot for half a million dollars a year is my point. To start. Or from, not even that. From the I'm point, say low. From the point where you hit half a million dollars that first year that you hit $500,000, then I want you to go to six. Well, then hang on a moment. Eight. I wouldn't even do that. And on and on. Let's like so, so we're not give on. a BK She's story. She's not on the same pitch. We have someone, BK. BK was one of my favorite stories where he came in. We didn't even know about him until he was in year three or year four. He's like, I came in. I made 50 grand my first year. I'm like, all right. Next year, I made 100. The next year, I made 250. And then the next year, I made 500. And then he came into career path and he's on our radar. So he very calmly... Um, and consistently doubled his money every year to the point where he's like, yeah, now I don't want to work that hard. He's like, I've got it now where it's just me and, uh, and a part-time assistant and a couple of VAs and I have a great life. I have little kids and I love to hunt and this is what I want to do. And you know who you are. So now we're on the same page. Well, yeah. And so I'm saying that is a very good realistic story and I want you to know. Um, and that's, that's a perfect uh, um, approach, and and we could absolutely help you with that. And then we also be able to join Career Path. They're already making three million, and now they want to make six. I'm like, all right, let's talk about that. But yeah, I, my, I totally agree with everything mm-hmm. that Jill just said, and you can expect that with, yeah. after a bunch of hard work and and um, following a healthy what we dose, tell you to do. Healthy dose of yeah, humility. <sighs> Yeah, I guess I screwed that up pretty good. I'll figure that out in the next mailer. Yeah. I just want, I want to add a, 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 an, a, an amount of realism to this because I think there are a small select group of people that enter this or anything else and expect yeah. it to work for them. And that's just not how this works. You work for that. You work toward and make it yourself fit into the program. Is this a side chat in Discord that I haven't spotted? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm like, it's, um, is there a subgroup that's a little lost? There's a subgroup that's lost. Oh. And there and it's a, a group that I was re- recently exposed to. Oh, okay. That's we need to reel on. them back in. Where it's just, I keep trying to say this final sentence, but I can't let it do it because my partner here is steering it in a different direction. I understand. You're my partner. I know that. Well, you know what I think you're trying to say? This is not the lottery. You're not going to come in and send out one mailer I mean, and make a million dollars. I know you keep trying to say it, tell everybody what I'm trying to say. Sorry. This is a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. And if you do it right, you're going to hit the numbers that Jill just described, BK hit, with a lot of pride. You're probably going to quit your job. You're going to teach, you're going to uh, coach your kid's soccer team or whatever ends up happening and make a great living. You will not become Elon Musk doing this. If you start out trying to be Elon Musk, you will fail really soon, get frustrated because you took off two big bites, too many big bites. You have to take it in small little uh, tranches with little successes and, 
And if you understand that, that's the first, oh yeah, I did that over here with the, I had one convenience store and then two and then 15 and then 20. And then I sold the whole thing to Circle K. Then you understand that. And that's the kind of people we want in our group. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get to the end of the podcast. There we go. (laughs) Let's take another one of our favorite uh, land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Putnam County, Florida. Buy for twenty three eighty nine. Sell for twelve thousand. Flat. A little wet. Yeah, I see the wet. I'm already out. I'm out. I'm price. Yeah. This is one of those tough ones too. I feel bad, Jeff. When and then when you say if you want to call him back and say, you know what, I did some more recon and I just have to tell you, I'm I I'm not interested. I, I wish you all the best. And they go, well, wait, what would you pay? And it pulls on your heartstrings because you don't even want to say, I wouldn't even give you a hundred bucks yeah. like because my time's worth more than that. The real kicker for me is, is it's obviously wet, but yeah. if, if there are some cases where there's structures, so there's nothing, there are no structures here at all. So the usability of this property is uh, recreation at best. And maybe then maybe not. This has, looks like it has access here. Yeah. Florida is packed full of what some people call these paper subdivisions where somebody went and subdivided it all. This is long before subdivision regulations grew up the way that they are now. Like, so you can see this. Div- mm-hmm. That's good to see. I'm going to let this fill. So there's activity that's outside of this FEMA floodplain. Next, next one, Jill. Okie dokie. Jill, you have something inspirational to share. Well, first I got to wonder how many people listen to that at three speed or half speed? Like, oh, watch this. Like, I got to slow this down. This is not going, they're not on the same page on this one. If that entertains you, I wonder. <laughs> it does for me. We're not going to always be on the same page. You know what? And, it, and, and it's not that we're not on the same page. I think I describe it differently. I think I look at it differently and I describe it differently than you do. That's not that I don't believe in what you believe. I know. You know, and and also too, let me be, let this be my, this is going to be my inspiration then. My inspiration today is how much is enough? Because you know, I'm going to go with that. So based on all these numbers that we're throwing around, we just had my Land Academy ladies um, call last week and we do it, we get together once a month. And Samantha did a beautiful, great, very easy to read and understand and digest spreadsheet showing if you send out this much mail in the month and you do one deal and then you do two deals and then you do three deals. And then I think the most was four. Maybe I think it was right, right around two or three a month that you're averaging, oh, geez. right? Okay, good. And she's like, and here's a deal. And That's you put great. them... T- if you start off making 10,000 on a deal and then you start off making 20,000, then you have a 10,000 and a 20 and you have a one that you make a 10,000 this month and a 30,000 this month. And this is, you know, and you sit and it was so calm and methodical. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say here. Well, in the hold topic. on a moment. And then it, but it was in two years. This is like doing one or two deals a month, sending out between five and 10,000 units, not to start, but starting with like 5,000 units of mail in the beginning, you know, you could look up and go, wow. I, and your initial investment is 15 grand. You start off buying, you know, buying a property, you like for 15 grand. That's all you kind of, well, and maybe it was just your mail even. Um, but the point, it, then at the end, you come up in two years, it was half a million dollars. There's nothing wrong That's so realistic. with that. That's my point here. You know, all kidding aside, Boy, we're just, we are exactly saying the same thing. Well, just be realistic about this and it's going to work. Well, and the thing is, from my inspiration today, 
how, how much is enough? Like we were on a conference call with our team the other day and we were talking about, you know, interest rates. What was our team? I remember who we were on the call with and we were on a conference call and, uh, oh, I think it was Carl and Sam. And then, and yeah, cause Carl said, you know, that the average American has like less than $10,000, you know, of liquid cash right now i'm like are you flipping kidding me he's like no that's how little cash you will do and i'm like wow you know that's that's shocking to me Mm, so we'll digest that in a second but for me like if the average american is having less than 10 grand and you step into something new where you're like boy if i do it all jill you just i jill i followed everything you guys just talked about i did it all wrong and in two years i only have two hundred thousand dollars like oh hello big whoop look what you still did be realistic about this and like that's my that's my realist being realistic is what i want to talk about so we can do this together okay we can we can i love when we meld everything together and do it all together (laughs) that's my favorite thing let's work on another project together (laughs) because that's also my extra favorite is when we try to close a deal together because that we always win when that happens no (laughs) so but anyway know your partner is better when you when you don't know what the other person did all day did all day that's that's when you win and you just see the bank balance that's really when you win no truer words have ever been spoken i don't know what she does but we seems a lot of money keeps coming in exactly and she says yep i'm not sure where he is yeah i don't know that's how you do it that's exactly right so anyway my my thing is you know my inspiration come on don't be greedy. Um, don't be greedy, but aim high. I want you to set some good goals for yourself, you know, and then accept what comes back, change it, and really think about how much is enough. You know, there's just so much. Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of noise out there. And, you know, do I really need a Ferrari? No. Do I have a Ferrari? No. Like, come on. I don't have a Rolex either. Reality mm. is my whole point. So just, this is your, let's just your... pick a big dose of reality about yeah. Yeah, you might. If you do it all wrong, you're gonna might make two hundred grand. Yeah. I and I think and if if you're scoffing, there's a point. The reason I bring this up today is because, as a young professional person, I would scoff at that. Mm-hmm. I, I would scoff at two hundred thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? I'm not gonna work real hard to figure out how to make two hundred thousand dollars. You get a little bit older and you realize you got to put your soul into something to make two hundred grand. Yeah. And then if your soul really is, it's working. You know, you've tried four things and it didn't work. And then try this and it's like, hey, this works. Yeah, I put it, put my soul into this thing, shot for half a, a million and made uh, 250 instead. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's very possible, realistic actually, to make half a million next year, the year after that, because you proved it to yourself. You proved the system that, that you chose that actually works for you. You work for it. That's now you're on your way to making five or $10 million a year and getting to the other end of that bell curve. That's very realistic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Did you have anything else you want to add that's informational or we just roll it all in and I'm happy with that? That was it. Okay. Hey, don't forget, if you want to find out more, you're like, shoot, stupid wait list, what do I do? Just cut to the chase. You can send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com. We are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.